Well, we've been talking about discipleship. What does it mean to follow Jesus? What does it mean to walk with him? What does it mean to have relationship with him? And so tonight we have a little bit of an out of context night, a little bit of just an a one-time thing that we're going to talk about, community. So we're going to talk about friendship tonight, which is super awesome. So if you have your Bibles, open to Romans 12. That's where we're going to sit a little bit tonight. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about Romans. Romans, in the first 11 chapters, Paul is the writer of this book, and he is talking about theology, which basically means the study of God, right? And so he's talking about theology. What has God done for us? Who is he? What does that mean for the way that we live our lives? And in this chapter, it takes a little bit of a turn in chapter 12, because it says, in the light of God's mercy, this is what you should do. And so Paul is shifting now from theology. He's shifting from saying, hey, this is what God's done. This is who God is to now, okay, then what do we do with that? Then how should we live with other people in the light of what that means. And so we're gonna talk about that in the context of friendship, okay? So how do we show God's righteousness in our friendships? Y'all know friendships are important. If you said, who are the most important people in your life? I guarantee pretty much all of you would probably say one of your best friends would be the most important person in your life. If you don't, I don't know what to tell you, but that's what I would say probably, that my best friend is one of the most important people in my life. Yeah, your family. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. For sure. Hopefully your family would be. And so it is so important. And it's something that y'all know is a struggle sometimes, right? Like dynamics are hard. Like friendships are hard. They change. New people come in. You move grades. Like all of that stuff happens. And so what we're going to talk about is God's righteousness. What does it mean to be a good friend? Because if we want to have good friends, if we want to have good friendships, we must first start with how we interact with God And then are we ourselves being a good friend? And so what does that mean? So we're going to do a little activity. All right. (laughs) I want someone, um, can we get a handheld actually, Sam or Reese or somebody? Can we get a handheld? Thank you so much. I want you to think about your best friend. Okay. I want you to think about someone that you would say, this is my closest friend and I really appreciate them for these reasons. Thank you so much, Sam. And so I want you to think about them. And if they're here tonight, I want you to introduce them, okay? So we're going to introduce a couple people. You can talk to whoever you need to talk to. You can ask them, hey, is it okay if I share about who you are? But we're going to talk about best friends for just a second, okay? So who y'all got? Who you want to introduce? You want to introduce somebody, Addie? Okay, here we go. Addie's going to introduce somebody. You can stand up. Have your friends stand up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everybody give it up for Allie and Addie. Yeah. All right, what you got? Introduce your friend. This is Allie. Oh, there you go. This is Allie, and she's crazy. Oh, okay, we're going to only say nice things about our friends. Okay, Tell us about who they are. Sweet. Okay, there we go. And she's caring, and she's always there for yeah. everybody. Yeah, yeah. Is that what makes her a good friend? And she's yeah. a big daughter of Christ. A big daughter of Christ. That's awesome. Do you know her middle name? I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Hey, great job. Great job, Eddie. Anybody else want to introduce their best friend? Hmm. Hmm. I am going. Let's see. Hmm. Oh, and who are you going to introduce? If it's not me. I'm just kidding. All right, here you go. Y'all can stand up. Why don't you stand up? Show the people. Show the people. Okay, tell the crowd your name. I'm Owen. Everybody say, hey, Owen. Hey, Owen. Hey, Russell. Hey, Parker. Hey, Parker. Tell us about your friend. 
I would like to tell y'all about one of the most amazing people. Hey, hey, hey. respect. Hey, thank you. <laughs> he helps me so much with my walk with my walk with the Lord. Yeah, and just knowing cool. that he'll be there for me. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. That's really good compliment. That's a really good thing to say about your friend. Okay, I need one more. I need one more. Oh, all right, Adelaide, I got you. I got you. Here we go. Y'all can stand up. Stand up, show the people. This is Lucy. Everybody say, hey, Lucy. <laughs> She's embarrassed. <laughs> so uh, we really challenge each other in our faith, and we run together on different teams. Whoa. We still support each other. That's amazing. Physical um, and spiritual help, yeah, you know? Yeah, and we hang out. Yeah. What's one thing about her that you really appreciate? Um how kind she is mm. and how she always has my back. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Give him a hand. Give him a hand. Great job. Great job. <clears throat> oh, I'm really excited about your best friends. I'm going to put this, mm, mm, I'm going to put it right here. <laughs> I'm just going to put it on the ground. Okay, cool. <clears throat> Thank y'all. Thank y'all. So we have some awesome friends in the room. Thank y'all for introducing your friends. We have some awesome friends. And like I said before, hey, listen up, listen up. If we want to have good friendships, we need to know what does God say about what that means for me? How do I be a good friend? So then in turn, I can have flourishing and good friendships, good relationships with people. So like I said, we're gonna be in Romans 12. So I'm gonna pray for us really quick and then we're gonna dive in, okay? Y'all bow your heads. Lord, thank you so much for today. Thank you for who you are. God, thank you that you are the greatest friend that we could ever have. Lord, I pray that you would speak through your word tonight. I pray um, that it would be evident in what the next step is to move towards you, to move towards sanctification, to be more like you, Jesus. And so I pray, God, that you would just be in this place, that you would be with us in this moment, God, that you would reveal yourself through your word. We love you. It's your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, y'all got Romans 12? If you got it, give me a thumbs up. Oh, that is like 25% of the room. Do you want to bring your Bibles today? If you have your Bible, hold it up for me. If you have a phone Bible, that's a little bit less cool, but I'll take it. You can hold it up for me. <laughs> okay, okay. We got some. We got some Bibles. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, y'all in Romans 12, y'all good to go? I didn't hear you. Are you good to go? I heard some no's, but we're going to go ahead, okay? We're on, a, we're on a time crunch. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Here we go. We're going to read Romans 12. Y'all quiet down for me. Quiet down for me. Thank you. We're going to be in verse nine. It says this, let love be without hypocrisy. Detest evil, cling to what is good. Love one another deeply as brothers and sisters. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not lack diligence and zeal. Be fervent in the spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in affliction. Be persistent in prayer. Share with the saints in their needs. Pursue hospitality. Bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but instead associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own estimation. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Give careful thought to what you do, so as honorable in everyone's eyes. We're gonna be camped out there for just a second. And there are four things from this text that we're gonna pull that talk about, okay, what does it mean to be a good friend? Because like I said, in the first 11 chapters, Paul is talking about who is God? What has God done? Why is there a reason to celebrate? Why is there a reason for us to give love to other people? Well, it's because of the love that he's first given us. And if you haven't read about that, it's in Romans 8. It's incredible. It's one of my favorite chapters in scripture. And so it's in light of that because we see 
in chapter 12, at the very beginning, it says, therefore, y'all know Corey says this sometimes, the therefore is there for, right? A <laughs> reason. So it says, therefore. And so before all that, when Paul's talking about, okay, who is God? What does that mean? He says, therefore. Brothers and sisters, in view of the mercies of God. And so what that means is in view of the mercies of God is, okay, so now that you know about the mercies of God, now that you know what God has done for you, then in turn, this is what that means. This is how you should live. So it talks about living as sacrifices. You've probably heard this before, but it says, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. And so Paul starts out right at this chapter saying, hey, so in view of God's mercy, in view, in light of what that is, now this is how you should live. And so what I want us to see here before we jump in to verse nine is that our friendships are directly related to our relationship with the Lord. It all starts with our relationship with him. If I am living my life as a sacrifice to the Lord, if I'm trying to live honorably to him, if I'm saying, Lord, my life is worship, then my friendships are gonna look very different as if I wasn't, you know, like in contrast. If I wasn't living for the Lord, if I didn't love the Lord, if I didn't know what it meant to love people, then how I treat people would be so different. Y'all think that's true? Yeah. And so I want you to see, it first starts out with my vertical relationship. My relationship with the Lord determines every other relationship horizontally. My relationship with my family, my relationship with my best friend, my relationship with my coworkers, with Bree and Corey and everyone else, my relationship with the Lord directly determines how those will play out. And so that's not to say, oh, they're gonna be great. If you and the Lord are great, then everything's gonna be dandy because obviously you can't control other people, right? We know that. But is a direct line to how we should treat others is our relationship with the Lord. And so the first point, if you're taking notes, that green piece of paper is not for notes, by the way. You can write on one side of it if you want to, but we're gonna do something with it in just a second. Um, if you want to be a good friend, number one, pursue holiness. Pursue holiness. And so, okay, once you write that on your green piece of paper, what we're gonna do, we're gonna make this chart, okay, as we go. So I want you to draw a big circle like this. Okay, oh, I feel like that's like an egg, but you still get the point, okay? So in that circle, you're gonna write holiness, okay? Can y'all see that in the back? Y'all see it in the back? Okay, I got a thumbs up. If you can't, you know what's in the circle, okay? It's holiness. <laughs> so draw a big circle and write holiness. This doesn't require you to talk a lot. Thank you, thank you. Okay. Number one, if you wanna be a good friend, pursue holiness. Like I said, this chapter starts out by talking about our relationship with the Lord. In view of the mercies of God, this is how you should live. It's our true worship. It means we have tasted and seen that the Lord is good. And so therefore, I'm gonna to run towards him. I'm gonna live my life as worship. I'm gonna live my life as a living sacrifice. That directly relates to verse nine. So we'll read it again. It says, let love be without hypocrisy. Detest evil, cling to what is good. Do y'all know what holy means? Like if we say pursue holiness, do you know what that means? It's okay if you don't, I'm just asking. What you got, Evelyn? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Holiness, to be holy means to be set apart. And so like I said, if I'm treating my friends and I'm an unbeliever, if I don't know the Lord, if I haven't tasted and I haven't seen his goodness, I'm gonna treat my friends differently than if I was 
a believer, if I did love the Lord, hey, chill, chill. If I did love the Lord, it means set apart. So it means the way that I act should be different than the rest of the world. Because what does the world say about friendships? Oh, they did you wrong? Ah, cut them off. It's fine. You don't need them. It's cancel culture. It's, oh, well, I don't need them anyway. That kind of mindset. Y'all, have y'all seen that in your life? Have you seen that in your friendships at your school? Yeah? Give me something. Give me a head nod or a no. Yeah? Yeah. And so the message is very different than the Lord who says, Forgive 70 times seven times, right? And so that's not to say that there shouldn't be boundaries and friendships. That's a different conversation. <laughs> but what we see here is that holiness, to pursue holiness, means to pursue the Lord. Because if God is the standard for holiness, if we say, okay, my goal is to live like Jesus, if that is the standard, then pursuing holiness means that I pursue what? Or who? The Lord, right? Yeah. If I want to pursue holiness, it means that I need to pursue the Lord because if he is the standard, hey, right here, thank you. If he is the example, then that's how I get there. It's not to strive and strive and strive, but to know him more, to walk with him. Y'all just talked about these friends have helped me in my walk with the Lord. Well, what does that mean? How do you do that, right? And so what I want us to do really quick is um, in that circle, that you have, I want you to write ways. This doesn't require you to talk, okay? I want you to write a couple ways. Like, what does it look like to pursue holiness, okay? What does it look like to pursue the Lord, to pursue holiness, to be set apart, all those things? So if you draw that big circle, you write holiness in that circle, what we're gonna do is write in it different things, how you can pursue holiness. What does that mean? So if that's, hey, like, I read my Bible daily, and that really helps me know who God is, or whatever that is. That's just an example, okay? Just write in there, what does pursuing holiness mean? I'll give you about a minute. Okay, what y'all got? Yeah, what you got? Madden? Oh, no, she said, oh, I changed my mind. <laughs> what you got, Gabriella? Saying no to unworthy things. Ooh, saying no to unworthy things. What do you mean by unworthy things? Something on social media that mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm just going to put saying no, right? Like maybe saying no to sin. Yeah, that's good. What else? What you got, Matthew? Yeah, that's good. That's good. Standing up for your faith. I'm just going to write stand up to save time. Yeah. What y'all got? What you got? What does it mean to pursue holiness? Parker. Forgiving others. Ooh, yeah. Forgiving other people. That's good. Julia, you had one? Love everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Madden, you got one now? Yeah. What you got? Yeah. Watching what you say, right? That's a big one. That's a big one. Somebody in the back. To pursue holiness, what does it mean? <clears throat> I already called on you, Evelyn. I guess somebody else a chance. Anthony, you got something? Is that your hand? Is your hand up? Oh, okay. <laughs> what you got? Catherine. Yeah, don't do what society says is okay, which is is probably sin, right? Like saying no to sin, pursuing holiness to be set apart. And so it's really important, yeah, that we have that discernment to know, okay, well, everyone's doing this, but like, I don't really know if that's what I should be doing. Yeah, that's good. Let me tell you, the absolute best thing, if you don't hear anything else, hear this. The absolute best thing that you can do for your friendships is to cling to the Lord. No matter what, no matter what, if you cling to the Lord, guess what? 
He's gonna convict you when you've wronged someone. If you cling to the Lord, he's gonna encourage you when someone else is saying something mean about you. If you cling to the Lord, he's gonna provide you direction in what does it look like to handle conflict in a friendship, right? His word, all those things speak to that. And so if you don't hear anything else, hear that. The best thing that you can do in and for your friendships is to cling to the Lord. He is the one that knows what does it look like to be a good friend, <laughs> the best friend, in fact. Number two, pursue honor. If you're taking notes, pursue honor. So that can go in your second circle. If you draw your second circle right there, big, you should have a pen, a piece of paper. <laughs> That's good. If you uh, took up one piece of paper with your circle, you can turn it over and draw on that one. Pursue honor. Okay, we're going to go to verse 10. All right. It says this. Love one another deeply as brothers and sisters. Outdo one another in showing honor. I want to know, do any of y'all have siblings in here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> siblings. <laughs> they're the worst, huh? I'm just kidding. They're not. They're not. <laughs> Anybody really, really get along with their siblings? Yeah? Okay, we've got some. Emma, put your hand down. <laughs> Some, sometimes, okay, okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good number. Okay, hey, I want to tell y'all about my brother. Can I tell you about my brother really quick? Yeah, okay, I'm going to show you a picture of him. <laughs> that's us. <laughs> so, uh, yep, that's me right here, and this is Seth. And um, this picture was taken, uh, we went to the beach last September. And so, um, as you can see, a lot of people think that he's older than me, which is totally fine, <laughs> but he's not. He is 20. He's not older than me. I know, he has a, he has a beard. Yep, he's 20 years old. Anybody want to gasp? Y'all can't, just can't believe that? Yeah, okay. There <laughs> yeah, and guess how old I am? I'm just joking, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm 23, okay? <laughs> so, let me tell you, let me tell you about Seth. He is younger than me. Okay, so I'm 23, Seth is 20. We have grown up my whole life arguing. Okay, like when I tell you like fights, like we didn't fist fight, but like, man, if I were a boy or if he were a girl, we probably would have, you know what I mean? I know that doesn't stop some siblings, but yeah, my mom was like, yeah, that's where I draw the line, okay? So Seth is super awesome, but let me tell you, he is so, so very different from me. Let me tell you a story about him. So um, my mom called me a couple weeks ago. Let me tell you, I live in a small town. You probably know, like, I don't know, people talk about my accent all the time. I'm from North Carolina, I'm from a small town. So like Memphis is like way big to me. Like when I tell you like, People, when I first moved here, people were like, oh, I said, how long does it take you to get, you know, blah, 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 wherever. And they said, oh, not long, like 15 minutes. And I said, 15 minutes? Oh my gosh, that's like my whole day. Because in my town, that was all the way across town. Like if I had to go across town, that was like a big deal, okay? So let me just tell you, it's not a one stoplight, but it's a very small town. And um, we don't live on a farm or anything, but we do have a yard, but we don't have land. So let me just set that up for you. My mom called me the other day and she said, you know what your brother did? And I said, what did he do? And she said, he just wanted chickens. So he just went and bought chickens. And now there's a chicken coop in my, amen, okay? He's 20 years old and he just went and bought chickens. What'd you say? He is a man of his word. That's what we pray for, right? <laughs> and so he went and bought chickens. And so now there's this chicken coop. Listen, listen, there's this chicken coop in my yard. And let me tell you, we don't live on a farm, okay? But that's just who he is. He loves the country. He's wearing hay dudes right there. He loves the country. He loves to hunt. He loves to fish. Don't get me wrong. I love to fish, okay? But we are very different. He thinks about things very black and white. He's so hands-on. 
He used to joke, right here, right here. Oh, wait. Thank you. He used to joke that I got the book smarts and he got the common sense because he loves working with his hands. He loves working on cars, all that kind of stuff. I could care less, okay? I do well in school. He could care less about school, okay? The point is, we are different in pretty much every single way, okay? Like, I have lighter hair and he has dark hair, okay? I dye it, but still. Okay, so we are different. We are very different. That is the point of what I'm trying to tell you. And all the time we grew up, let me tell you, I did not want to be in the room with that guy, okay? I was like, yeah, no. When I moved to college, we grew up a little bit. We matured a little bit. <laughs> the Lord really started working in our relationship, in our friendship. Now, even then, all of our friendship, I mean, our relationship, our siblingship, whatever you want to call it, I did not get along with him super well. But let me tell you, if someone messed with him, they were on my bad side. You know what I mean? Like any of y'all, your siblings, you're like, oh, like I argue with them. They're not whatever. You know, though, if someone messed with them, you would do anything for them, right? It's that kind of love. Some people said no. Well, shame on you. <laughs> you need to talk to the Lord after this. Come talk to us, okay? <laughs> we need to work through some anger, all right? Hey, listen up, listen up, listen up. But there's something so special about a family. There's something so special that my brother and I share, right? That no one else in the world has experienced. Like Seth and I grew up in the same household. We went through the same trials. We grew up in the same town, went to the same schools. Like there is no other bond that will be like that. Like your sibling, they grew up in the same house as you. Like that's a big deal, right? They share in the struggle. They share in the joys. They share in the, when your family went to the zoo and it was a disaster. Like they're the ones that know about that. You know what I mean? And so the point being, Paul is saying here, look right here, right here. Front row, y'all good? All right. Saying right here, love one another deeply as brothers and sisters. And so I tell you that to tell you like, man, this, the bond between a sibling, between siblings is so strong. I would do anything. I would do anything for my brother Seth. I love him to death. Like if he called me right now, I'd step out and say, sorry, y'all. You know, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't, but I'll call him back later. <laughs> I love him so much. And Paul is saying here, hey, these people that are believers, they are your brothers and sisters too. And so I want to tell you something that I've heard all my life, and I didn't really understand until recently. And someone said this to me. They said, you know, Morgan, you and I have more in common with an unbeliever, I mean, with a believer who is so different from you than you do with a family member who is not a believer. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, what is, I don't get that. Like, in my whole life, I've grown up kind of sharing my life with Seth. So say he were an unbeliever, and Bree, I would have more in common with Bree than I would with Seth if Seth were an unbeliever. Because of what? Your motive, the higher purpose, the calling on your life, the reason you do what you do, like the whole like inside of you is changed because of what God has done in your life. And so I have more in common with someone who's in the family of God that lives across the world from me than I do someone who's my neighbor that isn't in the family of God with me. Does that make sense? If it makes sense, give me a thumbs up. Okay. So what Paul is saying here is love one another as brothers and sisters. That sibling bond, that, that bond that is so strong, that you're like, man, I would do anything for them. I love them so much. That is to be how we treat our relationship with people that are believers, the people that are in the family of God. The people in this room, right? I bet that some of y'all don't even know the names of the people that you don't sit with. I'm not trying to call you out. 
but I'm just saying, this is your family, right? Like, you might be like, oh my gosh, I don't want to talk to these people. Like, they're a family. If they're in the family of God, you have so much more in common with them than you do someone who is not. So Paul's saying here, love one another deeply. So it says this, outdo one another in showing honor. That is the second part of this verse. Do y'all know what showing honor means? Like, what does that even mean? Y'all know? What you got, Elliot? Yeah, showing some more respect. That's it, right? I see you. I went to the Grizzlies game last night. Yeah, right? Did anybody watch the game? Yeah? Okay, go Grizz. It was incredible, let me tell you. It was amazing. I went to the Grizz game, and um, they've done this the past couple times that I've been there. Hey, hey, in the back, in the back. Thank you. They've done this the past couple times. They had an Army veteran come in the middle of, they paused the game, they had an Army veteran come, and he held up a jersey that said Hero 22. And so when he did that, they recognized him being an Army veteran, and everyone stood up, and everyone clapped. Y'all know that we do that. You've been to a Fourth of July service, probably. We recognize all the different branches of the military. And so we do that to honor them. So that's a picture of what that looks like, to respect them, to honor them, to let them know, hey, like, thank you for all that you do. So when it says honor here, outdo one another in showing honor. It means this, Philippians 2, 3. Y'all probably uh, read it before. I think it's on screen. Yep. So it says this, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others as more significant than yourselves. And so I want you to take a second on that circle. I want you to write, what does that mean? What does it mean to show someone honor? If you want to honor your friend, what do you do? Take just about a minute. Just about a minute. We got to keep rolling here. Y'all can keep writing. We're going to talk about it though. What does it mean to show someone honor? Y'all got any ideas? What you got, Lydia? Being respectful. Being respectful. <laughs> a little help from Eva. Thank you, Eva. Yeah. yeah. What you got, Alex? Alexander? What you got? Treating them equally. Yeah, yeah. To honor someone is not to say, oh, you look this way, so I'm going to treat you a little bit differently. I'm not going to talk to you. I'm your, you know, whatever. Yeah. What you got, Abigail? Listen. Yeah, that's a big deal. Listen to what they have to say. A lot of people don't want to listen these days. They just want to talk. They just want to respond. Yeah. What else? Y'all got one more? Brady. Put them before yourself. Yeah, exactly. So practically in every day, what does that look like? It could mean you go eat where they want to go eat instead of where you want to go eat. Or like That's a silly example. But it's to put them before yourself, to think of them and say, you know what? I want to serve you before I serve my own ambition or vain conceit, right? Before I have my agenda of what I want, I want to serve you. How do I honor you? How do I respect you? I think a lot of that is what Madden was talking about earlier is watching what you say. Let me tell y'all, it just, ooh, it boils my skin when someone talks about someone talking bad about someone else. Because you know why? We are all created in the image of God. Y'all hear me on that? Especially 
in a family of believers, especially in this crowd right here. The quickest way to show honor to someone is to speak highly of them. When Owen was here talking about Parker, talking about how he was a good friend, when Adelaide was talking, when Addie was talking, they honored their friends. They said great things about them. The quickest way to break trust with someone, the quickest way, quickest way to create gossip, division, all those things is to talk negatively. You can honor people or you can break them down with what you say. That's a big deal, let me tell y'all. Scripture says, there's life and death in the power of the tongue. Honoring your friends. Honoring the people that you may, may not consider your friends. That is a big deal to the Lord. That is a big deal. Okay, number three. Draw you another circle. And you're like, okay, Morgan, how does this work? You can draw right here. Oh, if you don't have enough room, that's okay. You can take a picture of mine. I drew it nice and pretty for you, okay? This one, everybody say number three. Pursue service. Everyone say it with me. Pursue service. Let's try it one more time. Pursue service. That's right. Okay, we're gonna read 13 to 15, okay? Y'all ready? You ready? You ready? Okay, perfect. It says this right here, shh. Share with the saints in their needs. Pursue hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Pursue service. In this verse, it says, pursue hospitality, right? It says, share with the saints in their needs. And so what we see here is it's not a passive like, oh, when it's convenient for me, like I'll serve them. When I feel like it, okay, I'll serve them. Uh. God tells me to do it, okay, fine, like, I'll do it. Like, when I don't have to go out of my way, you know? But this verse says, instead it says, pursue hospitality. And so what that means is it's an active action, right? It's a thing that is to be sought out, which means it's a thing to be chased after in a sense, you know? To pursue hospitality means something different than saying, be hospitable, you know? It says pursue hospitality. And so what does that look like? We just talked about it a little bit in honor. These go kind of hand in hand in that way. And so I want you to know this. Friendship is not just for you. Thank you, whoever said amen. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just the Lord, right? Like, Friendship is not just for you. So all through scripture, what do we see about the Christian life? What do we see about in light of God's mercy, serve one another, right? Your friendship with your best friend is not just for you. Let me tell you, it's about serving your best friend, right? For your best friend, it shouldn't be about just serving themselves. It should be about serving you, right? Y'all with me on that? Some of y'all are like, praise God she said that because my friend has been so selfish lately. <laughs> Friendship is not just for you, okay? So what that means is that you have an opportunity to show the love of Christ in your friendships by the way that you serve, by the way that you respect them, by the way that you talk about them, by the way you treat them. 
by the way that you intentionally exclude or include them. Your friendships are to serve the other person. <laughs> I um, was talking with Miss Donna um, a long time ago, and um, she said this analogy. She said, you know, a lot of people walk into a room and they freak out because they're like, where am I going to sit? Who am I going to sit with? I don't know. Is, is what I'm wearing okay? Like, am I too underdressed? Am I overdressed? Like, you go through that cycle in your mind. Have you all ever been there before? If you haven't, teach me because I don't really know what that looks like, okay? If you have, then you can relate with me on this, okay? And she said this. She said, and you, are, you walk into a room and you have that mindset, all those questions like, oh, what does it mean? Like, you know, like, where am I going to sit? Who can I talk to? Like, who do I know? Okay, I'm in this conversation with this person. What can I say to make them laugh? Like, you know, all that stuff. Shh. What do all those things have in common? All those questions. They're about what? They're about yourself, right? And she said, you know, I think we would have such more fruitful time if we walked into a room and we said, Lord, who do you want me to serve in this room? Lord, how can I encourage them today? If we said, Lord, what do you have for me in this interaction? What do you have for them? What can I give? And so instead, that puts the focus on other people instead of on you. And I think if we did that, we would have a lot more fruitful friendships. I think we'd have better conversations. And I think we have a little bit less anxiety. Your friendship is not just for you. So y'all can fill that in. You can fill in the circle in just a second. We got to move on. Number four is pursue peace. Okay? Pursue peace. So you can, uh, oops, uh, definitely... uh, Yep, okay. <laughs> Pursue peace. Okay, this says it in, in the later verses right here. Verse 16, live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud. Instead, associate with the humble. Then verse 18, everybody say 18. It says this, if possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Live at peace. This one's gonna be short, so listen up, listen up. It is so easy to gossip. It is so easy to let jealousy get in the way of your friendships. It is so easy to create division among people because it's fun sometimes, right? I would argue that point, but (laughs) people, it must be fun to some people because it happens all the time. People love drama, all right? I don't care what you say. People love drama. It's our flesh. It's a sin in us that loves drama. So I want to tell you this. You're in middle school for three years of your life. How you treat people now, if you are a believer, how you treat people now is a mark of your character. What about going to high school? Does it matter even more than it did in middle yeah. school? Yeah, it matters you know, in high school. Yeah. going to high school next year. All the eighth graders. All the eighth graders are going to high school. Yeah. We have eighth grade lead night next week. It'll be fun. So listen, listen. It is important in high school, yes. But let me tell you, friendships matter. Community 
matters. How you treat other people is a direct line to your relationship with the Lord. So I want to challenge you. I want to encourage you. If you were to look at your friendships, if you were to look at the way that you treat other people, hey, don't pack up. Don't pack up. We're not done. We're not done. If you were to look at the way that you treat other people, do you think that it exemplifies this? Do you see in your friendships where you are pursuing peace? Or do you see in your friendships where I'm jealous of someone else and so I'm going to make them think that this other person is bad? Do you see honor or do you see yourself talking about someone behind their back? It matters, students. It matters. People remember the way that you treat them. So we're going to sing a song, and it's about the goodness of God. And I want to remind you that all of these things, all these qualities, all these things I'm saying, hey, pursue peace, pursue this, whatever. They're, it's good stuff because it's from the word. But it is based on who God is and what he has done for you. And so as you pack up your stuff, as you sing this song, as you think about what does it look like to be a good friend? Hey, right here, right here. Shh, doesn't require you to talk. Be reminded that it's because of the Lord that we get to have this. It's because of the Lord that we can treat other people with kindness because we have been given all the love that we ever need.